Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the RFP Ultra Dads podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Ubaldini, joined by my partner and fellow Ultra Dad, Brian Shane, talking all things ultra. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, Time on the Trails, building you a customized journey and experience out on the trails throughout the state of Arizona and beyond. You can find Time on the Trails at www.tottaz.com. Again, www. .tottaz.com. Now sit back, grab a tasty beverage, and enjoy Brian and I as we progress further down the trails. Left foot, right foot. Yes. So we are set. Recording. Yep, we're good. So and we're live. Yeah, yeah we're, we're live. We're, we were talking about weather, folks. Um, Surprise, surprise, surprise. Brian, Brian and Tanner went out for a ride yesterday and got dumped on, and I was just, Monday night, yeah, Monday night, it was, I woke up, you know, because old men now, we wake up and pee in the middle of the night. Um, That's what we do. I got up to pee, and it was thundering, and ra- like, it was a monsoon. It was, like, downpouring. Really? Oh, yeah, and lightning outside. Uh, there was only, like, one or two boomers that freak bear out um but it i mean it was short it was short-lived maybe like 10 minutes but yesterday morning it started raining probably around i don't know maybe like 4 334 i kind of heard it starting and it it dumped from like from like 330 to four o'clock to probably around six and just downpour to the point where robin and i got up to take the dog out at like 6 30 and i'm like we're not taking him over to the park because it's going to be an absolute mess so we oh, just yeah. took him around and it was still raining a little bit when we talk him around and then i went for just a little bit of a run because it was raining out i'm like i gotta i want to i want to go enjoy this we don't get this that, that often does not happen yeah no but then i went for my run this morning over early this morning over at the park and it was still a hot mess over there oh yeah you can take a paddleboard over there probably oh yeah some <laughs> of the yeah some of the areas man because there's this one gully yeah uh right next to the soccer fields and it's like a it's like a lake oh i bet so we, we need it, we, though. When I was in Tempe the one time, spring break, visiting Steve Leventhal, it was one of those same storms, and guys brought their jet skis out on the <laughs> soccer fields. They were riding their jet skis on the soccer fields. Crazy. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. But, you know, this, it, was, it was a little bit cloudy today. It was sunny earlier and then cloudy, but... Uh, I just walked out back because I've been in my office pretty much all day. I walked out back just to get some stuff that I had drying and it, it was cloudy. And I said, it, Robin said, we got like a 40%, a 40% chance of another storm tonight. So oh, that's cool. That's yeah. Something different for you guys. I mean, you've yeah. seen your share of rain just being on your trip and stuff, but being back there and having some rain, yeah, just we, even cloudy. Yeah, we need it. We need it. I mean, this this whole plus there's a bunch of fires that are going on, and and yep. I'm sure this is helping helping them out. So uh, oh, big time, big time. Yeah. So it's been a couple of weeks since we talked to everybody. Not you and I talk, but put a podcast out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think two. It's been yeah, two, two, two weeks. or three. Yep. So yep. welcome back to the show. We were I we we were driving back east or. 
back west, I should say, last week. So we obviously uh, weren't able to connect. But welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, you know, you know, I, you know what I have. Yeah. You know what I have. I got a 50-50 get- percent chance, though. Well, you didn't see. You, did you see the I didn't can? See, I didn't see a green bottle, so. No, well, there, it's not bottles. I have cans. Oh, okay. I'm going with uh, the white cans. Yeah, you're you're correct. You're yeah, correct. yeah. That's why I figured. <laughs> so for the for the folks that won't be tuning into the video, uh, Robin and I uh, took some beers across many many state lines yeah not, uh, not more than a couple two tree <laughs> yeah so I, I i'm 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 drinking on my we actually got three types so we got the trogues perpetual lot yingling lager and then um evil genius is one uh they started probably like 2015 actually earlier than that it's a really pretty cool story a bunch of dudes went to if I'm if I remember this correctly, a bunch of dudes went to Villanova. So smart dudes went to Villanova, <laughs> and I guess while they were in school, they started uh they started brewing their beer. You know, they started as college kids started brewing beers, and I think they both went to like uh, New York City and Manhattan, and they were like doing the stock exchange or you know, stockbrokers or something to that effect. They were in finance and trading in some way, shape, or form, but they kept brewing beers. And then they started creating this little company out of their apartment, and they started selling the beers. Long story short, they built a facility up somewhere, you know, right outside of the city in New York. And uh, it grew and grew and grew, and then they ended up, getting a place down in uh, what used to be a, a kind of rough and tumble section of Philly. Um, it's evil genius. And they, they built the, you know, it's one of those typical, I shouldn't say typical, but you know, you visualize a, a brewery. It's got the garage doors that open. It's got the oh, cool. cornhole in the back and the ping pong tables and they serve grilled cheese and they got games. It's a really cool brewery, but they named their beers after movies so if, oh, you, nice. if you remember old school had, uh, there was the one line by Will Ferrell, it's, um, uh, mom, the meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's the name of one. And Stacy's mom is another name. So she likes, uh, and I forget what it is. I had, I'd have to go look at it, but it's like a pe- pineapple Hefeweizen. So oh, uh, pineapple brought, Hefeweizen. yeah, we brought the, a six pack of that back for her. So. Yeah, it was a, it was a good it was a good haul. It was a good haul. So, uh, what do you what do you got there? I'm I'm going back to uh, I'm going back west here. Figured since I had my first mountain bike ride of the the season here, East Coast style. I'm going oh, back wow. to uh, it's, and it's a tall one. I can't even fit it in the screen. Look at that. And you got the shirt to match too. And I, I did. This was not planned. I'm not. I'm not like that guy that wears the band to the concert, <laughs> the band T-shirt. Nice. No, this actually was in my in the truck because Tanner and I had to change out once we got uh, back to the trailhead there. So this this shirt was. I didn't even put it together, but this shirt was in there. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Salute. Miss you already, man. Bad boy. Miss you. So I don't. I think I told you this story, but for the for the audience, 
So the beer Brian's drinking is Voodoo Ranger by New Belgium. New Belgium makes, uh, and that's their symbol of Brian. Stand up a little bit. Yeah, it's it, their bike. So Fat Tire is probably their most popular beer. That's the one that got started. Yeah. That was probably, I think, that, that may have been, it's between Sierra Nevada, Pale Ale, and Fat Tire were the first kind of micro brews. It had to be Fat Tire because. The big, big ones, yeah. I'll tell you exactly when it was when I drank it. It was when Ryan Kyrus and I were took our trip to Colorado, and we were skiing in Aspen, and we got down to the bottom of the hill after you know day, a day of skiing. We're outside, the sunshine and beautiful weather, and we're at this little patio. What are you guys drinking? I'm like, you know, I was like 21 years old. I'm like, give me one of your local beers. And it was, <laughs> yeah. Fat you know, tire. Fat is. tire. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I would drive when I first was in Colorado. If we we drove a bunch coming home for Christmas and stuff like that, so I'd load the truck up with fat tires and roll into Pennsylvania, you know. And everybody was like flipping over it. And then I'd have that empty space on the way home. I'd I'd fill up with loggers and take back. So then everybody that knew loggers back there we were all tickled to have it. So yeah, that was always my. My my bootlegging uh, routine. <laughs> well, I re- I mean I remember coming up to see you guys when we visited you guys <clears throat> all the time. You'd have freaking or or you guys would come down here. You'd you'd have loggers, loggers yep. for us, which were yep. you know, I mean loggers a solid beer. It's not a Trogues perpetual IPA, but I mean we'll see yeah. how this we'll see how all these how long last. it lasts. <laughs> yeah, I think I had. Should we put some bets down? <laughs> well, I put it. I put a little. So this is the first beer I've had all week. So I've been, I've been, I, I've had, I had to, cause yeah. But I, pr- I put a little dent. I probably made had six. Okay, on, that's not bad. Sunday. Yeah, maybe it was a. I, I know I had a I, one or two loggers, and I think I had like six perpetuals. So. Oh that, uh, yeah, that, that that's a good day right there. Yeah, but you know we got a little bit of a celebration coming up this uh, starting tomorrow, so uh, it's my birthday weekend. So big uh, weekend. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if there's anything left for the weekend. Yeah, I'm, it's not looking good. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I told. I told Robin we'll get back. We'll start doing the best we can, and and until my birthday weekend. And then, you know, you got that and then you got, you know, something's going to come up. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, I get it. I hear you. So I did see the doctor last night or yesterday for the, the follow up on the knee and everything looks good. He said, uh, you're good to go. Uh, as long as, you know, good. you know, do so basically I'm going to start ramping up and, and between now and Labor Day, I'm going to get back to, you know, that typical type of training. I'm going to still try to not run on roads all that much. I want to keep it like grass or trail. Yep. And then come September, because he said I'm due for the injections again in October. I guess it's every six months. Oh, okay. Uh, If, if they're needed. So I said by, by Labor Day, if I, you know, I, if I get up to a hundred percent of where I was, um, as far as training goes and mileage and intensity, I should have a good indication of, of how it feels. If it, if it's hurting more and then we'll, we'll evaluate things, whether I need to come in and get the injections, 
uh, or or what. But the plan is oh, okay. to do like probably look at a fifty k November, December time frame. Uh huh. And see, see how it goes. See where it's at. Yeah. 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 I think just moving moving smart as possible. I mean, that's the name of the game right now. Uh. Yeah. Speaking of moving. <laughs> about just that make, just make good choices <laughs> how hard yeah, is that yeah it's look who look who look who's on this podcast right look now who's talking. And, and i could probably imagine some of the people that listen to this podcast yeah. as far as yeah. shaking there's some head shaking going if on. they're listening to this podcast <laughs> yeah. is that a good choice yeah. did he just say that <laughs> brian just uh, say that <laughs> as far as moving i'm just wrapping up uh Rereading uh, North Scott Jurek's AT. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the time. So I he just got to Cadden in in, uh, in May. He's just at the base. So I like I got maybe a few pages left. So uh, talking about you know just keep moving forward. Um, just move. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, that that documentary. You, I didn't I didn't send you that link, yeah. but that Michael McKnight. Same same thing, man. I'm I'm towards the tail end of that. Cause it's an hour and a half, so I'm just chipping away. But holy cow! And that's like just a condensed version of like jerks and the long stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. still, 500 miles on the Colorado Trail in seven days or something. Like it's just it's you're almost you feel bad for the guy, and you almost feel like you're in pain. Yeah, just watching him just like struggling struggling and it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to see well yeah send me send me that see watching it watching it versus reading it right because you could read you could read the book because there's no reading on the kindle so there's no pictures yeah yeah Um, so you're reading and you could you could kind of visualize especially you know you know considering some of the stuff that we've done we could sort of relate to some of the struggle and pain and suffering he's going through but just Reading it and visualizing versus actually seeing the person do it, uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine that. So, I mean, I, 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 there's parts of the story that I get emotional just reading it because he's like at wit's end, he's delirious, yeah, just done, right? Like done, yeah. Somebody comes in and you know, he's got another crew member that comes yeah, in, yeah, and yeah. lights yeah. him up, and next thing you know, he's on to the next exactly uh, crossing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what that company on the trail, like that energy that pours out of like the pacer support and just literally there that that person, that endurance, whoever's doing it is just able to feed off of and actually like move forward. <laughs> well, we've done it, man. I mean yeah, it's you've done it for story. me. It you've happens. done it for me where, you know, that that whole Havelina, man, I was I was dead and for some reason, I kept on moving, and you were just had a smile on your face. <laughs> we haven't fun yet. <laughs> keep, keep keep me going. So, uh, well, yep. that actually, that's a good that's a good transition, right? Um, to the topic, um, ownership. I I don't know if it's ownership and accountability, ownership versus accountability. Um, so I'll tell you, you know, the the how the topic came up. And Robin and I were walking walking the dog this morning, and uh, you know I, I got into my mind about when when people say they're going to do something and 
they don't do it, right? Yeah. So uh, now people are great at taking accountability for missing that commitment, right? So there's the accountability. Okay, I screwed up. I said I was going to do this thing or get you this thing, and I didn't get you this thing. So I'll take accountability or I'll take ownership of the mistake. But what about what does it mean when that person says they're going to get you something or do something and they actually do it? Is 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 there ownership and there's there's ownership and there's accountability. So when you texted me about the, the ride and we were going to kind of push this back a little bit. So I started looking on the Internet. I do doing some due diligence and some. I was studying and preparing. Yeah. For, oh, for I, I thought you were going to say you, you're holding me accountable for the my, no. my time. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you. <laughs> I own that. I own that. So, so yeah. So I, I, I looked them both up. The ownerships. I mean, ownership is pretty simple. It's the state of owning something, you know. And what the definition is, like, you know, I own this Kindle. You know, I own this phone, right? And if you can uh, use it as, like you just said, I owned uh, pushing this call back. You know, uh, I I owned, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I own every morning getting up and taking the dog out. You know, that's, that's I, I'm owning that task. I'm owning that commitment. And uh, accountability is being responsible. That's how I, I which is which is interesting. So I've dug down a little bit more, and this is some some I guess some clarity, if you will. The guy's name that that said these two quotes was is a, a management consultant. His name is Todd Herman, H E R M A N. He he associates accountability with being willing to answer for the outcomes resulting from your choices so make good choices like you said be willing to answer for the outcomes resulting from your choices so when you do screw up you do make that bad decision uh, and it results in not only an impact on you but maybe an impact on other people holding your holding being accountable for that this one this one i liked when you are personally responsible, you take ownership of situations that you're involved in. Someone can hold us accountable for taking, someone can hold us accountable, but taking ownership means we are holding ourselves accountable. That's what I kind of liked right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm seeing a lot of this just with the new job of almost like the tier of, management and then down i mean pretty much like a labor or a craftsman mistake that can trickle up to the ownership and accountability of a project manager mm, you sure. know, it wasn't the project manager may have not even been on site but somebody screwed up you know glue fittings on a pipe you know they didn't do the proper procedures and leaks happen you know and it happens but is it who who's going to receive accountability for that? Is it the actual plumber or is it the upper management 
who's putting that job together of maybe not having the right glue, maybe not having the proper training for that person, you know, and it's, that's when stuff like that, like all the finger, finger pointing occurs, yeah. you know, and it's, I saw it yesterday and the 1 PM, he was talking to his crew and he takes ownership of all those leaks, you know, because he didn't set them up properly for that job. Yeah. So that, that's, it went all the way up. I mean, He's that's, that's ownership. That's accountability and ownership. I mean, and, yeah. And that's why I, I like the accountability and ownership. Yeah. I mean, Jocko, what Jocko willing, Jocko's called, huge on that. Yeah. Extreme ownership. His book is extreme ownership, which, you know, you could hear some stories about him talking about when he was in the seals that, you know, if someone on his team made, made that poor decision and, whatever that poor decision may be. And no matter what that level of officer may have been, Jocko took the ownership. It's my team. Yeah. It's my responsibility to prepare that person. It's my responsibility to make sure they're doing the right thing. It's my responsibility as the leader, as the team captain, to put the things in place that need to be in place the right way. So I own that problem and I take accountability for the mistake that happens. But yeah you make a good point. You talked about finger point and that's, you know, I think we're, my hope, my belief, I'll say my hope, my hope is that people are becoming more willing to take accountability, more willing to take ownership uh, and more willing to be vulnerable and share um their mistakes, their, you know, their insecurities. Like if I, if I screw yeah. up, you know, because, you know, when we were growing up, it was, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was, I was afraid to make mistakes because if I made a mistake, that meant uh, I was dumb. I was a loser. I wasn't capable. You could put any form of judgment in there and nobody created that programming other than, you know, my own self-conscious. Um, and I, I think that still exists with kids. I mean, I don't think, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely think, I think it still yeah. exists with adults, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I think, I think it's less and less where we collectively as, a, as, a, as human beings are more willing to, yeah. I screwed up. I'll, I'll own it. Yeah. And maybe I'm, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe that's naive of me to think that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think consequences too come into play, you know, talking about the kids and stuff and not willing or able to take, take ownership of that. You know, there's, there's consequences that will usually follow it or even as grown adults, whether it's in a relationship or, you know, a career um, dilemma, you know, there's, there's consequences when people would rather, you know, not be true with themselves, not be true with others just to avoid, you know, getting in trouble, <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, you, you brought up a couple good points right there, you know, with, with, you got the kids level and, and the kids, it's the getting in trouble, right. Um, yeah. Or getting judged and the, the adults are the same way, but with adults on another, on another plane, it's, uh, getting fired, losing their job. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. admit to screwing up because if I admit to screwing up, I could lose my job. And in reality, yes, in some cases you may, depending on how severe the consequences, how how severe the the, the screw up is. 
But yeah. I think I think in most cases, you know, our society is pretty forgiving. And if you're able to, I think our our our, our culture is very very forgiving. If you make a mistake, you know, and, and again, there's levels of the mistake. I believe we are about second chances. I mean, you know, and what's coming to my mind, Bri, is when, you know, I don't know if you remember this, when when all these dudes in Major League Baseball were doing the steroids, right? Yeah. And they started testing for steroids. And you had, you know, this this group of folks that that tested positive for steroids and they got they got hit with the ban and they couldn't play for whatever the, the, the penalty was. And you had some people that came out and said, yeah, I did it. And these are the reasons why I did it. And they got back into the game and they continued to play and things were fine. And um, then you had the other side of the fence where they hit it or they denied it or they never came clean and, and, and owned up, right? Yeah. Owned up and took accountability for that mistake. And then they were shunned. Another thing that comes to my mind is Michael Vick, you know, yeah, with the whole dog thing, you know, yeah, he went to jail for that, right? And I mean, it, that, that was bad. That was yeah. really, really, really bad, right? He had yeah. a whole dog fighting ring that dogs were animals were getting killed, and I might be getting pissing people off right now talking about it. But you know what? He came out and he owned up to it. And he took about uh, took accountability for it. He served not not only that he served time for it. And yeah. I'm not going to say people forgave him for that, but he was accepted. Yeah. So it's well, he, interesting. Yeah, he got back into the NFL. I mean, right? Not like he just snuck away and kind of laid low for the rest of the time. <laughs> he, right. He just jumped back right in. You know. It's and, yeah. It's that's not interesting. I think that was right. <laughs> No, and another thing you brought up is is you know, or the note I wrote down for what you were talking about was kids taking ownership. And the thought that came to my mind was about really the other side of that is giving the kids the opportunity to take ownership and accountability, you know, versus that whole protection and and oh, yeah. you know, helicopter parent. Yep. Yep. Or just, you know, the more traditional, you know, major grounding, spankings, you know, whoopings and all that, you know, if it's, if you're able to, I'm not saying like light foot and talk things out and everything, but if you're able to really process, you know, actions that were taken and then, you know, not taking, not trying to push the blame somewhere else, you know, if you're able to process that with the kids i think that just sets them up for future dilemmas down the road you know when they become adults in the in the workforce or in their careers they're able to take a better stance when there is problems and knowing they have to to own a problem rather than pushing it or trying to point a finger elsewhere you know if we're able to have the kids avoid this conf consequences at that early age, that can help them through the high school, college, wherever, you know, down to the, the careers and everything down, down the road farther. If they're set up the right way in the earlier stages, you know, because it's still, I mean, you see just pretty much grown kids in the offices, like, I don't know, like, wasn't me, 
you know, we're not over budget because of me. It was, it was, <laughs> it was these guys. Right. <laughs> you know? There's a, there's a lot, uh, you know, I, when I was going, when I, when I tell my story, you know, back, back when I, I was, you know, not who I am now, we'll say. I did a lot of that. I did a lot of finger pointed versus a lot of thumb pointing where uh-huh, uh-huh. it's, I'm here because of you guys. I, well, it's, I'm in, I'm in this shithole because of you people, not because of my own decisions and my own choices. Now, now there's a different perspective on that whole comment, right? Because, and you're part of that group because I'm in the situation I am and I'm the person I've become because of folks like yourself and the people that I'm able to surround myself. So there's a kind of a catch, <laughs> yeah. kind of a catch. Here too yeah. Right. 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 So total opposite. Me, <laughs> right. But um, same sentence, but going back to the kids thing is, is, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a challenge, right? There's, and I'm, I'm torn here because you have, you have the opportunity, like when, I'm trying to think of an example because yeah, fortunately I, uh, with, with Isabel and Elena, you know, there hasn't been a situation or at least that I'm aware of where, uh, they haven't owned up to something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or have been taken accountability. Now, granted, you can look back when there were kids, maybe and I could possibly pull something out where, you know, hey, listen, they've, they've lied to me. I've caught them in lies before. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's human nature. Uh, but like you said, if we're if we're doing the right things early on and not like, hey, don't lie because you're going to you're you're, you're going to God's going to strike you down if you lie and you're going to go to hell if you lie. You know, it's it's. It's programming them in a way or teaching them in a way that you know, it's, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to screw up. It's okay to make bad choices and bad decisions because you know what you are going to, but it own up to it, you know? All right. Cause you're going to learn from that mistake. You're definitely going to learn from it because oh yeah, I think we as parents sometimes, and traditionally what we've done is when, when, when our kid made that mistake, right? When our when our child lied to us about you know who spilled the milk on the floor, uh, and they didn't admit to it, or they did admit to it, the 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 repercussion or the consequence, using your term, was you're going to go to hell. You know, again, yes, yeah. it's, it's a metaphor, it's an example, but you catch my drift. So, so now they're they're deathly afraid of. Not only are they deathly afraid of lying, they're deathly afraid of freaking making a mistake. And now they're walking through life on eggshells. And that's an extreme example, but I think you get my point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're setting the kids up that way, of course, why would they change from there on out after leaving the house and going out on their own? You know, if that's their upbringing, then they're just going to, you know, repeat, rinse and repeat throughout life after that. So that's why I think it is. And it's not even, you know, just actions, but performances too. It's, you know, if you didn't do well on a test, you know, what, what does that mean? 
you know, okay, I got to hunker down on this topic or I got to put, put in more time sports, the same thing, you know, I, Oh, I gassed out, you know, third period, you know, that's, that's on me. That's my conditioning. That's my strength training. You know, that's where I need to improve. So for kids to be able to reflect on their own actions and then come up with a game plan from there on out too. I mean, that's, that's life scale stuff right there that they're going to take for the rest of their lives from there on out. So it's, and I think everybody, you talked about helicopter parents. It's like, you can't do everything for your kids and stuff like that. Like you could force them to sit in a room with a textbook in front or a tablet, I guess now in front of their face, but unless they're the ones that are truly wanting to absorb that information, or if they're the ones wanting to train for another hour after practice, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's stuff you can't do for them. And that's stuff you can't make them do all the time. I mean, you say, well, you're going to be there. I'm going to, I'm not picking you up for another hour afterwards. You know, if they're the ones saying, don't pick me up for another hour, I'm going to train. Then, you know, that's, that's where things start shifting. It's when they want to do it. And it's the same thing with adults too. I mean, you see it day in and day out. It's going to be that one person that wants to, I'm going to drop 10 pounds in the next three months. You know, their doctor could tell them that, but until that person says, this is going to happen. I mean, that's, that's when, that's when action starts taking place. And I'm writing down intolerability. Mm -hmm. When, when it, so two, two, two things here, uh, Elena, just this week, you're going to love this. So Elena this week, she, so for, for the, for the audience listening, our youngest daughter, her last day of soccer practice was probably like late May. Uh, and in June, before she left, she did a couple runs on the treadmill and did some workouts on the treadmill. But essentially from like June 9th until July 13th, she, she had, you know, we did a hike or two and she walked around the neighborhoods, but she really wasn't exerting herself. She's a soccer player. So she runs a good amount during a soccer game. So she went to practice her first practice on Tuesday. Yeah. On Tuesday. And granted it was probably 111 degrees and her practice was at like five o'clock. So it wasn't like it was, you know, it wasn't an ideal environment, ideal. I was just gonna say but that. she also, she was dragging ass and, and I wasn't there. I was here working and, and Robin, Robin took her and, uh, I guess she got in the car and said, I, I need a lot of work. I need uh -huh. a lot of work. And Robin was like, you know, what, what could dad and I do to help you out? She's like, nothing. I don't want you to do anything. I have to do this. I have yeah, to work through this. Done. I have, I have to, I have to, uh, I have to get it. I have to, I mean, I got to put in the work and I'm like, that's, that's great. I mean, that's, that's ownership and accountability. Listen, yeah. I know I'm not where I need to be and I got X amount of weeks to get there. I got to work my ass off. And you're right. Cause she said, if you and dad tell me that I have to do it, I won't do it. Yeah. She's got to do it. And that's per exactly what you were yeah. saying because yeah. you know, you have to hit that point of intolerability where, you know, you, you know yourself that it's, 
it, it the circumstances around me and this it, the cert when I say circumstances it could be the fact that she was gassing at, at soccer practice or it could be your job in, in situation it could be uh, your your performance in 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 school whatever the case may be the circumstances around you aren't going to change unless you yourself change meaning you yourself take the ownership, you yourself take the accountability to put the work in and whatever that work may be. That's, that's the key thing. And you were hitting it. And then tolerability could be, could be, there's levels to that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You don't, you know, you don't want to hit, you don't want to hit, you know, the, the bottom, you know, you don't want to yeah. hit the bottom to get there. Yeah. But the fact that she was aware of that, I mean, that's another thing, right? Awareness and how, how does awareness play into this whole ownership and accountability thing too. Oh, totally. Yeah. The awareness. And then, I mean, getting into it as well is, you know, the ego comes into play. Oh yeah. You know, the, so the ego is going to be, you know, the Berlin wall <laughs> or, you know, it's going to be something that you have to draw attention and be aware of. Be like, all right, I'm going to put that away for a while. Like get down to bare bones and, you know, start ground up pretty much or not ground up all the time, but right. You know, reach for other, other limits. But sometimes you have, you got to hit, sometimes you got to hit bare bones. I mean, sometimes you got, yeah. sometimes you got to be stripped down to nothing. Yep. Uh, and, and, and to realize that sometimes because of our egos, we have to be stripped down and beaten down to, that that bottomless place for us to realize shit we need to make a change something needs to happen you know yep yep exactly and there's two ways you can look at it too and i think like a turning point could be just getting out of the negativity mindset in itself i mean that that's can when gears can really start shifting and you start climbing out of that valley is you know it's okay this all sucks. The, uh, like I'm in the valley. This sucks, mm. and I could stay in this shitty situation, and I could stay in this mindset. But it's I think once you turn that corner and be like, all right, this sucks. Fully aware of it, you know. But what can I do to become better and get out of this hellhole? <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people can hit. And do, you know, do the 180, as a lot of people say. It's it's shifting mindsets and noticing when you're veering back into the, to the negativity. You know, this isn't me, and I don't want to be like this. So what can I change to get where I want to be? I'm going to steal. You, you said this a couple times in the past, and as you were talking about you know, sh- trying to shift negativity to positivity. I wrote down action, action, taking action, uh-huh. you know, because uh, <clears throat> I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I went through this this week a little bit where <clears throat> there's, there's, there's action you could take, which is kind of spinning your wheels action and you think you're having movement, but you're not really making progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Versus actually taking that that relentless forward progress. I mean, you're taking uh, uh, you're taking purposeful action towards something. Yeah. Um, 
you're treading and, water pretty much yeah you're, you're, you're yeah you're, you're afloat you're staying afloat you're good right. you're not going anywhere yeah you're surviving you're yeah, surviving you got, you're you breathing oxygen. yep <laughs> But you're you're not. But how going... long can you tread water? Is exactly. The question. Well, eventually, eventually you're get tired. You're eventually, you're gonna get tired. Eventually, you're gonna probably sink, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's Sorry. that that purposeful action, uh, and I think I, and this is actually pretty pretty cool that we're talking about this because we could we could sit here and spin our wheels, right? And tread. We could tread water, right? And when we're treading water. The the issue, the challenge, the problem, the the shitstorm that we're dealing with, you know, it really hasn't hit us to a point of intolerability. So we're taking action, but we're not taking purposeful action. But once we start sinking, right? Once our head start, once our mouth starts going under and our nose starts going under, and we're starting to have trouble breathing, shit, I got to do something or I'm gonna die. Now yeah. again, we're we're talking drastic measures here, but once you you get to that point. Of of intolerability, then the treading water, you're like, okay, well now I'm going to swim to the corner, and I'm going to swim to the steps, and I'm going to start making my way up the steps and get out of here and start moving. You're going to take that purposeful action. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's when you're almost at the bottom is when you have to kick it in high gear, you know, and that could just be motivation, you know, just to get out of that hole. And that's, it's an interesting, I was listening to Alex Huberman, I believe. Um, and he's a, he's a very scientific, I forget what his title is at Stanford, but he talks all about like pretty much the scientific side of endurance and strength and, you know, all that stuff. And he goes deep into like the smart people stuff, like way deep, <laughs> but I was listening to him. He, and he's good. Cause he'll bring it down to like uh, layman's terms or Brian's terms. And <laughs> He uh, he had this one remedy for if you're getting tired. He was talking about like cramping in the sides, and there's a, there's a whole breathing. I could go into that other thing, but pretty much when you're slumping, maybe in a hundred mile run, when you're slumping and you're feeling like you're losing energy, that's the time to increase your pace mm. and almost try to get into short sections of sprints to almost almost fool the body into thinking that it's it's sprinting when it's really not and then that's that's a chance for like almost like a second wind or a energy increase interesting so that's the same kind of thing just when you're slumping low you know then that's the time you got to ramp it up that's the time to kick it into that next gear even though you may not feel like it and think that's like an awful idea that's usually when you need it the most <laughs> And well, it's not only the uh, the chance, the time where you need it the most. Um, it's and I'm thinking I'm thinking about uh, Goggins, David Goggins, uh, comment or or quote about that we're only using four. We only oh, yeah. push yourself to forty percent of our yeah. limit. You we know, quit at forty percent. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with respect to we don't. You know, when you're in mile 60 of a hundred mile race and you're dragging ass and you're like, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm walking it in. And you know that you think back to your Alex Huberman's thought and I'm going to, 
you know, I'm just going to sprint to that that next telephone pole or that next tree. That's not a good idea. But but if if you did it, I mean, what's the worst case? I mean, if you did it, maybe I guess it's just all that belief, right? Because yeah. You know, because we've been there. I mean, there's like, no, yeah. I'm not. I, I got 40 more miles left. I'm not going to sprint yeah. to that freaking tree. You're out of your mind. Yeah. I want to lay down on the side of the road. But yeah. what's the worst thing that could happen? You're not going to feel much worse, are you? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I would yeah. like to. I would like to be. I would like to be in that moment sometime and really aware of that moment where we would say we're in a race. We're like, all right, you know what? We're just gonna. We're in mile sixty. We're beat. We're done. We're just gonna we're gonna run the next ten miles. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna suck. It's gonna be terrible. But let's see if we could just sustain it for five minutes, and what the outcome of that is. Is there yeah. is there another level that we could go to? And we're talking about it in the in the in the realm of of, of ultra marathons. But you know, how about those days where um, you know you got your parent taking care of four kids right and yeah. it's nine o'clock at night and you're kind of grabbing everybody to get them bathed and and ready for school and get lunches packed and all that shit and you just want to lay down you know th- think about that scenario you just want to lay down and watch i don't TV. have to think about it well I live it. <laughs> but th- that's the thing right but you push yep. yourself to that next level yeah you know what i mean yeah and just and getting that- Break it down. Yeah. Task at hand on it. But yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, and it's, I can relate to those people that don't necessarily aren't motivated, let's say, to get out the door in the morning, you know, and I get that. Um, And just, you almost have to fool yourself sometimes, like, like running down the road, 60 miles in to a hundred race. Like you have to trick yourself sometimes just to keep that movement heading forward rather than just treading water of the simplest things can be, you know, I'm going to learn something new today, you know, and, and get yourself excited about that rather than this is the last thing I want to do right right now. But you go in and that drive in is saying, I'm going to be a new person today. I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to end the day with, you know, acquiring a new skill, you know, and then just take it, you know, fool yourself into just getting psyched. And if that's all it does, you're still going through the motions and who knows how that outcome is going to be. You know, you, you're going to come through having a whole new set, of, a, a whole new perspective, a whole new set of skills, who knows what it's going to be, but you're still grinding, you know, yeah, rather I don't... than just like, I'm out. I don't I don't know though if it's if how much it is how much it is tricking ourselves. I, I I know what you're saying. I one hundred percent because we gotta lie to us. Because we we I mean we got we gotta lie to ourselves and we lie to ourselves all the time. You know, we lie to ourselves about us being not being good enough and us not being prepared enough and us being not ready. All this all this BS that we we try to convince ourselves or at least tell ourselves, right? There's the whole other side of that. And what you're taking, what you're talking about is like, I'm going to learn a new skill today. I'm going to meet a new friend today or, or meet somebody new today that's going to impact my life. I'm going to be able to go out there and impact somebody's life. Um, 
I don't know how much of of. I mean, that's not a lie, and and I get what you're saying that there's 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 a level of convincing that we might have to do when we're when we're in a situation where the last thing we want to do is X, Y, or Z. Yeah, uh, you know, putting that putting that positive spin on it. Um, yeah. It's a mind shift. It, it is, but it's, you know, I'm struggling with the word because, and, and listen, I, I do it all the time, but it's, here, I'll relate it to you this way. And I'm looking at this card, right? There's, there's a card that I have. It's a note card with seven things on it. And the one thing is choose to be happy. And I read this every morning and, you know, Robin she's fantastic and she she's just choose just choose to be happy like when i'm having when i'm in a rut it's just choose to be happy and i'm like it's not that easy <laughs> yeah but but then there's there's those times where i'm meditating bry or i'm on a run and 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 what you were relating to right now and when you walk out that door and it's the last thing you want to be doing is going to do do this it is really a choice it 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 really is that simple it's not easy but it really is that simple to to choose whatever it is that you want your mind mindset to be at that current moment um i guess that's part of the ownership i guess that's part of the accountability yeah owning oh, owning sure. owning all what's up here yeah 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 own, owning owning and being aware i mean that's what it comes down I feel that if you're realizing what's going through your head rather than just listening to that voice, you know, yeah. and, and just obeying it pretty much rather than questioning it. Why, why is that a negative comment right now? Why can't that be a positive comment? You know, it's the ability to question and the awareness to question. To shift. During to shift tough it, times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pivot. You know, yeah, we've pivot. talked before. It's are you gonna pivot <laughs> or not? Pivot. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. man. Well, it's late your time. I know you gotta get up early, so Yeah. We'll cut that. We still There's we fun. still win an hour, so that that's good. good. Um, well, so hopefully I'm glad we were able to just connect. Yep. Do a little recording here. Yep. Hopefully we could just we still got the summer months left, folks. So hopefully we can stay consistent each week. But uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna take we're not gonna make any promises right now. But I gotta speaking of that, I'm traveling the next two Thursdays. So okay, I'll bump. reach. We yeah, can pivot. We could pivot. We could pivot. <laughs> we'll see if we could bump it up to bump it up a day Thursday or or excuse me Wednesday or Friday. But I'll reach out to you during the week and yeah, uh, figure something out. We'll I'm anything out. but consistent right now, so yeah, it's all it's all yeah, good. It's, <laughs> I, it well, I'm in the same boat. It's just being consistently inconsistent. inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I'm so, so good oh, at that. Or consistently <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, pick and choose. Pick whatever word you so, want to follow. <laughs> well, you guys got. Uh, well, I should say you have everybody coming home tomorrow, which is good. Tomorrow. Yep. 
Yep, everybody had a great time at the beach. So, or maybe, or maybe you want to be, you know, have another night home by yourself, quiet house. Yeah, won't be, won't be mad at it, but no, it'll be good to get everybody back. And it's good. Did mom and beach time? Did Tim and Debbie go to the beach too? Yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff and uh, Lisa, okay. Lexi, and Riley are in. So right. they all packed up two campers and a bunch of little kids and headed headed down to. LBI, so Long uh, Beach Island sounded sounded great. So got yeah. a lot of pictures sitting in the office. I'm <laughs> sure that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. Uh, Bella's so. Bella's in San Diego. Here's I'll end this on a really cool dad. Uh, a re- I'll show you how cool a dad I am. An ultra audience. dad. Yeah, so Bella's in San Diego with her friends. And uh, I just texted her. I said, hey, you know, just thinking about you, check it in. Hopefully your day was great. She's like, oh, it was another fa- fantastic day on the beach. It was, you know, picture-perfect day in San Diego. And I'm like, you know, smiley face or whatever. And je- I said, I'm jelly. J-E-L-L-I. <laughs> and she texts me back with like a smiley face and I'm dead, which was what she sent to me. So I'm like, uh, quote unquote, what? what what do you mean, <laughs> quote unquote, I'm dead? It was, it means I'm dying laughing, dad. You're funny. That's, Uh-oh. I'm like, oh, uh, she goes. She goes. I'm. I'm dying laughing because you used the way you spelled jelly. Like jelly. Which, yeah. Yeah. So for jealous. <laughs> I said, well, J E L L Y is what I put on my toast. J E L L I is my way of saying jealous, shortened. Yeah. Abbreviation. It's abbreviated. For, <laughs> and she's like, you're hilarious. So, if the audience ever needs any cool dad texting <laughs> strategies yeah. i am not your guy if you, you need some emojis i could help you out actually if you, good for. if you need emojis just ask marlene ubaldini she <laughs> is the queen of emojis and typically none of them are relevant it doesn't matter just drag it across drag them across the screen i like that one i like that one <laughs> Ooh, Mom, I don't, candy. I don't even think I don't even think I've seen that one before. Okay, don't let her get around Cora and Taylor then, because that could just be the whole library would be filled up between that conversation. That could be fan, that could be a fantastic <laughs> conversation. That could be just just here's here's our phones. Just have yeah, at it. Just go for it. The petroglyphs, it's emoji glyphs, I guess. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, man. Well, have a good weekend coming up here. Happy uh Happy birthday early. Thanks, man. Hope you uh, have a few beers left over after the weekend. But I'm not not going to promise that. Not, not like you said, no promises. I'm not going to promise that. I wouldn't, might, expect any, I wouldn't it, expect any less. It might be a tough Monday, but uh, all right. <laughs> Love you, brother. Good good, good right. weekend. Have a good day tomorrow, and uh, I'll be chatting with you. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, peace. Love you guys. Right. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye.